Well, Brent is gay, and Ryan's gay, and Kaylin's gay, and Adam's gay, and Clark is not here. It's Homo Superior, featuring Nikki and Sean. Yay! Hi! Welcome back, Nikki. Welcome, Sean. First time podcaster, never time listener. I think one time listener. Yeah, yeah. Just subscribe. I mean, it was was by accident, to be fair. (laughs) Have you actually ever... Heard the podcast. I, I stopped after the theme song. It was just too yeah. much. I mean, the theme song is like the zenith, so, you know, well done. So this is a special extra issue. Uh, we do a graphic novel brunch club. We've talked about that before. And for this month, we did the first two volumes of BPRD. That's the Bureau of Paranormal uh, Research and Defense, the Plague of, uh, Plague of Frog Saga. So we're going to talk a little Ooh, bit about that. Man, were there a lot of frogs. A lot of fucking frogs. Like, there were like, it was like a French book, basically. Do you think there were too many frogs? I, I, hot take? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's too many frogs. There's too many frogs in this. So uh, initial reactions, and then we'll get into some discussion points. I loved it. Um, I thought it was extraordinarily creepy and uncomfortable um, without... it. it Embraced a lot of the kind of John Carpenter style of like grotesque violence mm-hmm. uh, without being to the degree that I don't like. Like the what were they called in Rick and Morty? The the weird distorted versions of themselves and the, the and that like ooze. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Cronenberg. The, yes, yeah, the Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's too much for me. Yeah, I thought this was just the right amount to be like. Horrifying. Oh yeah, enjoyable. it's very HP Lovecraft, um, right. and that's it's like a definitely it's really cool. I've always I haven't read most of the Hellboy comic series, but I definitely enjoyed the movies when I was younger, um, and the entire series in general like really interests me. And I liked this book. Um, I had an interesting. I know we have like a question of discussion of like all of the mini stories set up until the bigger plotline kicks in, right? And I had like I kind of go back and forth in it. Like I wish some of that stuff was dispersed more through it. Yeah. But once the storyline picks up, I'm glad to have had all of that sort of world building. Building. Because it was very exciting. I'm excited to read three and four for sure. Um, I liked it. They actually in the um, in the epilogue or the prologue. They said, uh, we didn't exactly know what we were doing. Right, exactly. Right. We don't have Hellboy, so... What are we going to do? So that's yeah. my first question. So this is a spinoff of Hellboy, uh, yeah. which has had... He's had two movies. He's had an animated series. Uh, he's lasted for, like... He premiered in 1994 and became kind of a cult favorite. Yeah. Um, do you think this worked without Hellboy? Do you think this worked as its own own discrete story? Absolutely. I, I loved it. I love the team. I love... Uh, they got flushed out. They probably got flushed out way more because Hellboy is not around, which yeah. is nice. Um, and I personally don't like the Hellboy stories. I read a bunch of them uh, growing up, and I was not a huge fan. This team itself is way more entertaining. Do you think it's because of the team dynamic that you like a little bit more? Absolutely. Like, I love like, a team book, so yeah. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So having never read any Hellboy, and I don't think I ever actually saw the movies, I thought it was fine. I didn't love it. I didn't finish all of Volume 2. So, like, I did like that we finally got into why it's called Plague of Frogs for the end of Volume 1. Yeah. But it just, I don't know, it just didn't resonate with me as much. I thought it was okay. But I did like all the callbacks because, like, if I did have access to all of Hellboy, it would have been cute to be able to, like, see whatever they're referencing. Right. Yeah. I struggled with the callbacks because I'm also unfamiliar with Hellboy. And it, <laughs> it felt like it made it a little inaccessible at the start where... There's all these things going on that I feel like I'm supposed to know already, but just can't engage with. They did bring him up quite often. Yeah. They're like, we miss him. They're they're just like at the urinal and they're like, man, I miss him. Like all the time, every couple of issues, they brought him up again. They open up their their wallet. They like have a picture of (laughs) Well, boy, just there. It's like, oh. (laughs) Who's that? Don't worry about it. Every wall had a portrait of Hellboy. When the book got published, the first volume, or even the first few issues, was in in 2001 and it was right when Hellboy decided to leave BPRD so it was very much like they were reacting to this is something new this is something different that we're doing and like it, like his absence is going to be felt I liked the degree to which because even if I don't know all the references of stuff I'm like Okay, that's part of the Jesus Christ. Podcast. You do this. Hey, those bells. They told for thee. They told for thee, right? Are you Abe Sapien? No, I'm an Amila Angelou poem. (laughs) (laughs) How does the mockingbird sing? Yes. Uh, So I, I thought I thought I liked the amount of 
of history it feels like it has without necessarily going to every part of it. Right. I like that Hellboy is absent because it shapes the dynamic of who these people are and how they interact. Totally. Especially Roger, uh, yeah. who's this kind of really weird homunculus. Yeah. Oh, I loved him. Roger's great. What uh, is the dick handle thing? I was turned on every time they did like, a close-up. It like, took like, me a couple like of this? issues to be like, no, that's actually his ass. Like yeah. That's just yeah. his ass. because that's, that's like, pants. Why isn't he wearing pants? <laughs> and then I love that they did end up doing that and putting yeah, pants on. It was like, no, it looks terrible. Yeah, it's like you see the outline. Scarface, what's his General Daimio. He's like, what the fuck is going on there? He just points at... Roger's He's basically their Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the thing, uh, going back to like, you know, how they sort of just throw you in a story and they make all these references, it reminds me of when I started reading X-Men and like they usually, any X-Men reader just dives in yeah. and you're like, I don't know what's going on, like, but I'm intrigued enough in this world that I want to kind of find out what happened. Exactly. And I, I like that because it is a call to that. In, in the past. I, um, I was just going to say that I, I spent, I, again, my only real basis, I think I read maybe off and on like a couple of random comics from Hellboy, but the movies are really all I have to go on. And yeah. I appreciate that it's much more of an ensemble cast and it's not even like one individual on that team. Like I got, originally I was going to say Abe Sapien's there, but like Liz has a really big storyline. Roger has one. Yeah. So does uh, the German uh-huh. guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, everyone has enough meat where it really feels ensemble. Uh, that is Except for the German guy because he's like... Not a oh, but that's like the perfect <laughs> book that I like to read. Like I don't like team oh, books where one person is always more important. They're a team that doesn't have to be assholes, right? Or like plucky. Someone's hard. We're just gonna, someone's high. We're yeah. gonna pull it together somehow. They're like competent people who are trying to do a job. I disagree. And, yeah. A lot of the ways they beat a lot of these monsters and a lot of the way these issues end are just like, well, fuck off. It, it's dead. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of that. Like a lot the of first bunch of issues, I'm like. Oh, Kokina. Are they good at yeah. this? Yeah. They get better as they go along, but it's a lot of dumb luck. I don't think Yeah, it's, for real. They never seem to go in with a plan. It's yeah, always yeah. So they're like, together. we're here. We took we're a helicopter. We're here, and then and the fire girl does yeah. her thing, and then everything's okay. So this kind of leads me into my next question. So yeah. this this book, I think it juggles a lot of different genres. I want to know like how well you think it does, because it's got the superhero stuff with the team. Yeah. Supernatural slash like horror slash dread, obviously. It eventually it kind of like morphs from like investigatory into war, military, like a yeah. military action. Like, mm-hmm. do you think it does Tail it? Tail end of it is definitely. Yeah. Do you, yeah. Do you feel like it, it? It it like that's balanced well. For a a lot of like movies or TV shows, once you get the kind of existential threat of there's a virus destroying everything there's nuclear war whatever yeah none of them go through the process of like we still have to hunt down individual frogs and kill them uh they're not doing containment it's like we have to find the plan that stops all of it right and i like that this story Try to deal with more of the messiness. Yeah, of actually, like dealing with the an stuff in between. Slowly the, developing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I would agree with that hundred percent. I thought that I did think that. Well, the, I need two hundred. <laughs> I did think that the uh, the sort of fi- like at least for this part of the arc, the sort of big battle of them resurrecting was a Kanfa men or whatever. Sad, sad, tap, and then that. that was a nonsense sentence. Yeah. <laughs> All of the names of those Dude, are, are you nonsense sentences. Kata, no, it was a Kata, Kata Um and Sada Um and Kata Um. Yeah, Kata Um. Yeah, so Kata Um was like, it was that that kind of felt a little rushed to big finale for yeah. me. Because yeah. I did like how they were eradicating nests and finding other situations. Like, that was more interesting to me than this big finale halfway through the book where I'm like, the series where I'm just like, Oh, that kind of came and went fast and like felt like a lot, but didn't really have any after. Like, it felt like a very much like a shitty X Men Gold comic that we've been reading, where it's like such a big thing for something that goes away immediately. I mm. felt the same way about Black Flame, too. I thought it was yeah. such an intriguing villain, and then he just fades to the side. Yeah. He, he, he burns out. Were any of you guys disappointed that there weren't more scenes of the Black Flame? Leading like meeting business meetings. <laughs> yeah, he, he shows, I, I wanted more accounting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he shows let's up. His it. head is on fire, and he takes off his helmet, and he's like, "Okay, let's talk about those TPS." <laughs> yeah. And ne- 
next slide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we can see growth in the fourth quarter. He has such a great introduction blowing up uh, Roger that yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, he's basically worthless in the storyline. So I'm like, why would you send like what is basically a patsy to kill one of your main characters. Like, it just seems like a It reminded me a lot of... Uh, you guys have seen Breaking Bad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So when they set up, like, the two brothers as these antagonists... Cousins, yeah, the co- yeah. Were they cousins? They were, they were, sorry, they were the cousins. Oh, they, but were they, two were, brothers. they were two yeah. brothers. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> two They're just brothers. two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, and then the women go up. Yeah. But and you what are you gonna do? But like they set Next him up in that in that entire season, uh, that entire season as being these like badass antagonists, and they're basically gotten away, like basically like done away with by him running over them in a car. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's just it, it's it's such an interesting like anticlimactic uh, like uh, sort of storytelling device that I, I respect it a little I bit because like I, I was expecting him to be this. Doctor Doom esque yeah. Red Skull. They wanted to write him. Yeah, they wrote him as that. Like they, they did, and also, then they're like, "Oh, visually, he's so cool." Yeah, he's yeah. so That's fucking cool. So I just like, I guess, like to me, there's just such a great impact that I took away from Rogers, like quote unquote death for right now yeah. that I was just like oh that's I did like when he immediately summoned him and they were like screaming at him he's like I think I made a mistake <laughs> I appreciated his honesty. so this is a shared um, this is a shared universe kind of like in the same way that DC and Marvel set it up but like because DC and Marvel for their own limitations they have to keep characters in stasis for, uh, for a long time this yeah. is clearly it's got a beginning it's got a mid- yeah. middle eventually it's going to have an end and you see the characters sort of Evolve and change and even die, yeah. uh, like like Roger. Um, like, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of that? I think you can tell a better story. Probably, yeah. I mean, it's far more interesting. Having than a than beginning, middle, and end makes a better story. Th- to me, the- <laughs> <laughs> next question. <laughs> Does that make it a story? <laughs> I think that's just storytelling. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I think. That I like that there's still feel even if Roger can come back, yeah, it still feels weight that he's yeah, gone. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, Liz died, and then like before this book started, then came back because of Roger. Well, I didn't know that. If I knew that, I would hate this. No, they explain. <laughs> but I'm saying is like that's. But again, that's the whole point. Is like people in this reality, it's always forward moving yeah. rather than like them retconning or rewriting or doing all this stuff. It feels so, tighter, which is great. It sounds like. People mostly like it, but like, what are some of the inherent limitations of it? So, because I think fundamentally this is a romantic story, that it's it is about humanity. It's a romantic comedy. I get it. Falling in yeah. love. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a real rom com. It's about humanity <laughs> trying to deal. Will they frog The elements <laughs> and the nature, <laughs> the nature of a disinterested universe that will destroy us. I love what. I think that the Black Flame represented that probably the most. Mm-hmm. That he was someone who thought he could embody the power of the gods. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, no, 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 by the way, you're just our tool. Right. Yeah. It's like, wait, frog person I just gave you a voice to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't matter. Yeah. And then he realizes he's made a huge mistake. It's kind of hard yeah, for him. Yeah, he's definitely to, Job. It's hard for him to go anywhere uh, as a character. Uh, so they kind of have to kill him, but totally. I, like, I liked him. I kind of wish that I would see more. It it, it it feels like yeah, you have to execute that guy because he's the villain. But I would like more like penitence or something. It felt very fast, like yeah. his whole arc. Considering about. like yeah. again, to, that's a stake in the ground of like this is a character that matters. Like to your point, it would actually. I mean, obviously she was going to let him fucking die because he killed Roger. It was like that was fucked up though. Oh yeah, she's like, I, you can save me. No, I like that's, I like Liz's character a lot, both in the movies as well as the yeah. series. I actually like her a lot more in the books. I mean, even though Selma Bear, Selma Blair, excuse me, did a decent job of portraying yeah. her. I didn't like in the movie that they gave her a romantic connection to well, Hellboy. Yeah, exactly. Like they always work better for me as like platonic. Yeah. Uh, were they ever in a relationship in the? Series? No, they were. They were. They were platonic in the oh, series. Like, totally. I would rather see that. Yeah. Yeah. So I could agree yeah. That. That's annoying. I always thought that. Like the more I read it, I thought the movie was like, oh, this is like Plague of Frogs ish. Like mm-hmm. those the, the frogs that yeah. you could cut and then they would like divide or whatever. Oh yeah. 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 So the first movie is based on the first Hellboy series called Seed of Destruction, which. Uh, um, pardon the pun, but it lays this like the the seeds it's for seminal. It's seminal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it, it uh, plants the seeds for this series. So that I think that's why. Uh, like the, there yeah. are like frog like creatures in the Seed of Destruction um, 
original series. So could this work as a movie or maybe a TV show? Uh, a thousand percent. Yes. TV show, this, I think better. This yeah, is completely cinematic. The way the storytelling, like the way they do the shots. I'm going to say 2,000%. <laughs> you always got to win. Um, yeah, no, definitely. It, it should be a movie. I think it's really good. Um, and it's... Well, would you like it as a movie or a TV show? Um, I don't think they'll have the budget to do a TV show. If they had the budget for that, um, I would like HBO's that. HBO's calling. Netflix oh, will just... Oh, is that AMC. <laughs> hey, what time is it.com is calling. Yeah, what, time <laughs> is it, what time is it now? As long as Netflix... Or what time is it go, which is also a great website. Yeah, it is. <laughs> as long as Netflix does it and they rush out the movie immediately like they do with a lot of the movies, I'd love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's actually something that I, I noticed while I was reading it. Like, I didn't enjoy reading it as much, but I would have loved to see, like, either a miniseries or a movie of it because I think they take a lot of time it's a, it's a long story and you would want yeah. to see it yeah. fleshed out more it might not they could uh, definitely do, do like service. two seasons I think as like a limited series totally mm-hmm. yeah and it's called Frogs that's no. it well <laughs> why would it be called Frogs well, so because I, it's only about frogs I think if you <laughs> if they interspread like if you're kind of thinking about it at least in the first book like as a more like crime procedural-esque thing because all those mini stories can certainly oh, fit yeah, as like episodes between yeah. a larger arc that finishes because yeah. there was actually it was the one on the boat where they were like oh, they had the, uh, oh, the oh, Venice yeah, one. I was reading that too, and I was yeah. like I could see Wait, which the, one was that? The, the Soul of Venice? No uh, I'm when the they shirts. were in that time that was my favorite that was Any of those, like, <laughs> all of them are great episodes. Like they yeah. could build those out. Even like the was it the three like the witches one. Like they could easily yeah. have episodes for each of these. And then that one in particular, though, as I was looking at the panels, it was literally laid out like it was an, a movie it's storyboard. Yeah, yeah, it was like a storyboard yeah. exactly. Like the cut, the shots. Like you could recreate that and make a full movie out but of it. But does that mean it's like? <laughs> It's going to be more inclined to having a shitty director just straight adapt it from... Like, Zack Snyder's out of work. He's yeah. looking for stuff to do. <laughs> yeah. He's not doing DCU anymore. No, you get Gil on this Because I think he did a great job in creating it on screen, for he, sure. He definitely did. And, uh, you know, they're bringing back Hellboy on the screen with a different director. Mm, and, like, and, and with the guy from uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, the detective? The, 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 you mean the, the sheriff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He oh that, he'd be great. Right? He, yeah. He has, yeah, he, you have not seen the uh, photos he, of him? I think I have, but he's it's not the right look and voice and yeah. demeanor. Yeah. 100%. It's, it's really what is good. it? Yeah, Ron Perlman was good for when the movies, what? the original movies came out, but I think he he's a better fit for like a more red. authentic look <laughs> than like. I, I, looks like I completely agree. So, like, I'm hoping that, like, maybe this, if that's successful, they will lead into like. Why did Hellboy leave, may I ask? Why? Or should I not ask? Uh, I'm trying to remember. It's they, been a long time since I've read they it. They say it in the book. It's because they planted a bomb inside right. of oh, Roger. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, they also said three other things. That I'm no, like, right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot. I think that's like the... I'm sure there was other reasons leading up to that, but then they discovered that the Ponculus had David a... David Harbour looks great. Holy yeah, shit. he looks really good. That's wow. awesome. Let's hmm. post that on our uh, Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Let's sleep with that. Ooh. I was going to say, yeah, post that in my dreams tonight. You'd have sex with Hellboy. Oh, well, I, yeah, for I sure. I would have yeah. sex with I mean, Hellboy. I'm That's not a question. Hellboy. His hand make a great chair. I'm kidding. I'm not into that. Okay. So we read the first half of uh, the the Plague of Frogs saga. Um, Any predictions on what you think might happen? I really don't know where this is um, coming. They take the firstborn. Is that the next plague? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's locusts. Yeah. It's locusts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, this kind of wrapped itself up in like, obviously, there's more to come, but like, I thought it was a great to read the first two together because it felt like a full arc where I'm like, great, you could like walk away from it or come back to it or the yeah. first there's forty-five. A whole lot been more like, I need answers yeah. to. There's yeah. a lot more, but these two together kind yes. of work as a good collection. Um, it's hard to imagine a villain who's going to be really compelling and interesting for the next part. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe because, it's one because, of them. Because the way the story has been built is that we've got bigger, bigger monsters right. rather than people who are like complex and have some reason or justification that's more than I'm I'm a priest and I'm here to, like, to encourage the frogs to continue. I've is that your priest voice? God. What? Is that your priest voice? Yes, I am I'm a priest. A, I was once an altar boy, now I'm a priest. Ooh, Ooh, so what's his name? Priest. What's his name is still alive, right? Shut uh, up. The black, the black Flames. <laughs> no, no, no. He has a good point. Shut up. Yeah. Are, black Flames R&D partner? Isn't oh, that, isn't he got his, he's oh still yeah, Mendelev. He seems to wrap <laughs> everything. 
<laughs> What's that? He seemed to regret his role. Yeah, it seemed like he was more than being paid to do something. But I think you're right. It's like what I'm going to need probably leading up into the final act for this is like a much more compelling villain rather than just a bunch of chaos. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's a lot of H.P. Lovecraft stuff. It's very like fear. It's very driven by these crazy horrors that don't really want to do anything but destroy or take over which there, is there fine there you can't understand right yeah. there are the many angled ones yeah I, I didn't like the fact that like endless amounts of frog deaths but like it just like it kept being like this is you're a, a known big... frog lover <laughs> uh, um, but like this this is a bigger monster this is a big it kept like just doing that and I don't you're right I that don't... was a sentence I just said <laughs> but, but so wait so you wait, what were the dumb rat bastards what were the names of the two Create like the super bads. It was like Sat- Satuam and Katha M. Oh. Yeah. yeah, like so that. Like, was, yeah, I would hope that whatever third one is, because there's obviously going to be a third one because yeah, the yeah. doctor Rashomon. wouldn't have a job. That they would introduce, like he'll actually have a speaking voice, which would be nice, or like some a representative that will speak for but, him. But why does it have to be that way? Can't it be something that's just hard to understand? It's almost like a force of nature. Well, that's why I thought like, the the vehicle of having um, the black flame train some of the frogs to speak. Yeah, um, <laughs> I loved uh, because it made the horror of this monster more kind of existential. Yeah, it's like. I can't talk to or reason with this thing that just wants to destroy. It just walks it's around. It's just going to vomit, you know. It's like the Stay Puft Marshmallow yeah. Man in Ghostbusters. I bet you it just walked around That's like That's what I was a... thinking of, but you really put a nail in it. No, it's I, I, I know we're joking around, but like that is very much true. I mean, Ghostbusters is very much a Lovecraftian story. That's yeah. like got like a kind of a situational comedy grafted onto it. It's it's a great movie. And it, they're dealing with like like sort of like Cthulhu-esque you know, demonic beings. So I presume that the the whole storyline where they're like in the lower level that isn't supposed to exist with the guy who's like been trapped there eating mushrooms and fucking cockroaches, the spiders, the scientists. Yeah. uh, Oh yeah. uh, (laughs) He was like trying to open a portal to hell and use the gateway is actual physical human bodies that allow demons to go through them. I guess that's going to be part of the story later, or is that just like, no? I think that was just going to be. Like, it sounded like it was a based on reading the back and the front. It was like a built-in storyline for that idea of like what could happen in this uh, facility. So I don't know if that's really going to play back up. Oh, uh, that's that's it seems kind of like a weird thing. But they're like, oh yeah, by the way, hell exists, and uh, it's going to come to this earth, but nowhere else in this story. Well, uh, there's so my, I mean, the whole like they're con- like every storyline is about them summoning some sort of demon from somewhere to do something. So like it's not <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's literally like it is a dialogue yeah. plot. I guess I mean you can any, demonize all the people some of the time. Any <laughs> mystery, any people all the time. All of the <laughs> can't demonize all the people all the time. <laughs> all of the things are <laughs> somehow. Oh There's my so god, that's so great. There's so many demons who have done so much to terrorize so few. That's literally like a plug of the number storyline, which is fine. I appreciate that. And again, that's why I think it can exist as a TV show. And I mean, there are, it's the X-Files. Like, you can have, like... Yeah, a show like that where it's like there's always some weird mystery like there's you know, already a bunch of yeah. Yeah. I liked how resentful the the German scientists were that that they kept their souls around <laughs> yeah. just waiting yes <laughs> they're just sitting there waiting for someone I actually, I'd be annoyed yeah uh, the, gosh I'm really bothered I got that guy blew me up yeah. <laughs> the creepiest part were, was the the frog souls that souls. Mm, I like that they, yeah. they didn't know where to go yeah. like I was like this was so unsettling and creepy. That was a cool issue. Yeah, I, really uh, I liked that, but I also liked that uh, Johan was like bothered by it. Yeah, like, I've got other things I have to do. That's what I love and about it. Like, hey, then they just go into the refrigerator and then they just throw bowels everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like fine, I'll take you to heaven. I guess of the uh, four of the four people's powers, who would you want to have? Liz. Bitch, always Liz. I don't know. I kind of like Johan. Johan is fun. Really? Well, I think the hard part is he has to stay in the suit. If if you had more ability to be out of the suit, that'd be cool. He can. You just hey, no more back. No more back pain, though. That'd be nice. Oh yeah, Yeah, there you go. He wouldn't Uh, ache. 
Probably I mean, Roger. yeah, Liz is definitely he's got like that the weird. Coolest. Like he doesn't have to wear pants. That's great. <laughs> I think Liz's, nice. but Liz's yeah. power is more of a curse than anything else. Like having to control it all the time. I'm the fire. What's her phrase? I'm the fire. The fire is not me. I control it. I, control I don't. I don't like how she's always surprised that she's using her power. Though she's always like. Who could stop this? Oh, wait, me. me. And you're like, why do you always forget <laughs> do. every single time? And then you... She has, like, temporary and amnesia. And you, like, quote the Bible or whatever right before. It's, like, really strange. Yeah. She just quotes weird random yeah. the Bible. Corinthians 12. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not even an actual part, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the... We talked about the story a little bit. Let's talk about the art. Um, yeah. Because, like, you have one main artist for the Plague of Frogs series, and then you had a bunch of, like, the artists for the short stories, and then some... Some fill-ins too. What did you guys think of it? Because I think it's a little unconventional from like your usual sort of superhero fare, or even some of the st- other stuff it, that we read. It is, but it matches the vibe perfectly, though. Do you think any of it was hard to follow, though? Because I thought the there were parts where there was action. I think the worst. I think the best was when it was trying to depict like singular images of something graphic and horrifying. Yeah, mm-hmm. it did terribly when characters are moving very quickly or supposed to be in like. Something surprises them. I, I thought it was too muddy uh, when it came to any of the action sequences. So I'm like, I don't know who's being punched or what's exactly happening. Yeah. I thought the same thing in a lot of the frog battles. It was tough to tell exactly what was happening and yeah. if they were being overwhelmed or not. You were saying not enough frogs. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. More frogs. We differ so much. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, I generally love the art a lot. Guy Davis, like when I first saw his stuff a long time ago, I was like, I don't think I like it. It's too scratchy. It doesn't mm-hmm. like it's not very appealing. But like he does a really good job with detail. And like you know, we saw the black flame yeah, uh, thing. I love visual. his. I love his uh, the way he does design. They I remind think. me of a preacher. Steve Dillon's art. Yeah. Really. Yeah, but there's something like. There's some kind of like Baptist revival religious horror related yeah. to all of it. I can see that. It's, this book is made to draw Roger, though. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. This book yeah. is old. Like, no, the artist is like, great. I'm going to draw Roger and maybe a few other people. It's so weird like, to see okay, Cowboy has left. How can I make Roger look like a snack? Yeah. yeah <laughs> there, there's a couple scenes right before he dies, and he's like getting out of the water and he's yeah. bending over, and you're like, damn. Damn, Roger. Roger. Damn, yeah. Roger. Roger does not skip like leg day. No. His wood block is so hard. Oh, God. And mine is as well. He's just got a giant. Chain sticking off his dick. Yeah, the How only Prince I never knew I was into this. What is it connected to? I don't know. <laughs> the little th- yeah, yeah. It's well, cock ring. Find out. No cock I love ring. it. Um, the only art I didn't like was uh, he's an old Marvel artist, Herb Herb Trimp. Kazaz. Uh, Herb Kazaz. Herb Which Trimp. Uh, Herb Trimp. Like his stuff, it's just it's a little less detailed and it looks a little sketchier. I, and it shoddier. looks more. It looks more uh, comic booky though. Yeah, sure. Like old school comic booky. No, exactly. it, doesn't, it doesn't have like finish to it. right. It, looks it doesn't have the same sort of depth that yeah. some of the other artists. I, I would get that. Yeah. I thought the the art I disliked the most was that story where Abe. Uh, has to fight the sea monsters very early on. Oh, oh you like that? Look. I oh, I like that. Oh, 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 the early... The that early was issues. Issues. I thought that was like one of the prettiest issues. I thought I it was... With the, with the sharks or yeah. with the... No, the sharks, right? I hated that. On the boat. Yeah. 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 Oh, I thought it was... Uh, it Ooh, reminded me... Who's the artist I'm thinking of that reminded me of? Anyways, I, I can't think of it. Yeah. Uh, I did love the. Did you notice that one of the like the solo Venice, the artist was Michael Avon uh, Oming, who does powers. That's what I was just about to say. Oh, I was like, shit, as, it was. That was that's why it stuck in my head because I was gonna say when I originally started reading it, I was like, this looks like powers, but a little bit like more gr- like gr- grittier, grittier, like a yeah. little more detail to it, and it kind of kept up the whole way through. But yeah, that totally makes sense now. Because I do, it's very like everything's there, very square. Yeah. Like even Liz has a very Liz defined a like face. Jaw. Yeah. <laughs> Which well, is good. I like that. Like there's nothing like nobody in the universe is sexy. There's no. It's a very like. Um, Abe is sexy. Sterile. <laughs> it's Roger. Like a, Roger. Roger. It's mean, a very yeah. like sterile like <laughs> approach to comic book drawing, which I really like. Like no one's like over sexualized. No one's like there's no. You're just focused on the story, I think, rather than like who who owns Hellboy? Is that Marvel? 
No, no, no. no. It's it's uh, uh, Mike Mignola owns it, and he, it's published through Dark Horse. Comics. Okay, because I thought like DC uh, in a lot of their comics when they deal with mystical stuff mm-hmm. often uses the page in unique ways to represent like here's some magical transformation, mm-hmm. and this does not do that at all. It's very it's, matter of fact. Yeah, it's almost as if like yeah, there's mystical stuff. Doesn't matter. It's real. We got to deal with it. Well, it's a government agency, and like, you know, like, I like sort of the. They don't go into it as much in this series, but like they have before, like the uh, bureaucracy. I mean, it's the bureau, you know, the bureaucracy of a governmental agency dealing with stuff like this. Yeah. It gives it a little more of a real world flair. Well, and it's very accepted reality in the storyline. So it's not like you're like, oh no, like they're like, oh, we should call BPRD because there's like fucking dead people at the bottom of this ocean. Right. I couldn't tell sometimes though. It seemed like they were trying to hide aspects of it from the public, and I I was confused about how much yeah I the general public knows. No, about that's this. true because I wanted to know if people are like, look, I'm seeing frog people all the time, or like what like what the general because like, they showed was. a map and it's like there's dots everywhere. Right. So it was. It, did you guys hide all those giant frogs? Exactly. Yeah. What the fuck? I think this is a universe where people know that shit's going down. There's supernatural stuff just exists. Yeah, and I think in the same way that like in a Marvel or a DC universe, that like they accept that there are superheroes, superheroes and aliens and gods and you know magical beings. Yeah. I don't know. I like. It would suck to fucking live in that universe because if you're oh, if you if we're in a Lovecraftian universe, yeah, where there's just horror tentacled monsters just inches away from our dimension yeah but i but i think to that point it's like a lot of the lower storylines deal with very micro circumstances so i think people know that that exists just like if someone got like you got burglarized like you called the police to help you yeah it's like one of those it becomes mundane yeah yeah, like whereas it's not like there's not a burglar everyone knows who if there's some like there's the women who are like the woman who's like under the water the, they like was burned it like buried the witches. Yeah. Like, oh, I know who to call for this. Like if yeah. if that right. started to exist, I wouldn't know who to call exactly. <laughs> but like, Ghostbusters, yeah. But it's not like those, I think they're like, and that they even kind of start up most of that. It's like most of the situations that the book is dealing with, at least on the front end, is like things that like could happen to you and maybe a town, but it's not going to happen. Happen to cataclysmically, you. like to you destroy the next. universe. So I think people are like, whatever. Like they don't like. Think about the bigger, bigger demons. I think that's the sort of stuff that they hide away from people. Well, that's every comic universe. Right. So DC comic. I'm just, it would suck to live in the Marvel universe as well. Yeah, right. like there's fucking weekly attacks. Like, could you imagine just looking outside your window and seeing a giant like celestial just standing over? Like, what are we gonna do? You're like, Not again. Okay, for fuck's sake, I missed do twelve days of work. Do I go to work yeah. or not? Yeah. 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 Rent prices would be a lot cheaper in New York. Oh, God. (laughs) Well, that's what I liked about Rick and Morty after the second season when uh, the galactic, uh, intergalactic, whatever alliance basically takes over Earth. Yeah. And, like, everybody on Earth is just like, oh, there's aliens. Like, we know that this is happening. Yeah. And uh, it just becomes a part of their everyday lives. I I prefer that than, like, oh, we got to keep it a secret from everybody because, you know... Uh, if they knew the truth, it would just shatter their, like, already fragile, like, approach to, to life. I mean, it's getting away from the BPRD a little bit, but do you think, like, I think a lot of stories now have been so influenced by the fact that early superhero movies were so obsessed with hiding identity yeah. that now we're beyond a point where, like, who gives a shit? Yeah, we're, like, we, we don't, don't need care to protect anymore. identities. Yeah. The internet has made it such that, like, privacy means something different. Well... Like, yeah, and big issues have to be just revealed immediately. I thought about that when we saw Spider-Man: Homecoming, and like Spider-Man in general, like has to keep his identity a secret so much to like protect his loved ones. Yeah, but in the Marvel uni- cinematic universe, everybody knows who Tony Stark is, right? Or everybody knows who Iron Man is. They know he's Tony Stark. Everybody knows that Steve Rogers is Captain America. These people yeah. don't have secret identities, and so like his friend Ned, when he finds out he's Spider-Man, oh, this is so cool! I want to like tell everybody. Like, he doesn't understand that, like, that's not a big deal. Like, he thinks it's not a big deal, but yeah. it's a big deal to Peter. Um, well, also, they did reveal, like, What's-Her-Face finds out that he's Spider-Man at oh, the man. end of it. Yeah. So, and that's the very first movie. So, yeah. they're, they're looking at it more, like, with a close eye than not doing it anymore. I think the, the reason why I find that more acceptable is that, like, in that storytelling, Spider-Man is really much more vulnerable than someone like Tony Stark. Right. Yes. He's like challenging people here's my address 
right, right, right. fucking show up. I'm a billionaire and I have all this technology to protect Yeah, he's me. got people yeah. he's got to protect. But he's also like underage, yeah. so you have to consider that. Right. That's you. a good point. And consider. Oh, okay. Thanks, Ryan Paul. <laughs> what? Captain Nambla. He's here. actually 21. Captain Calm Nambla. down. <laughs> the Namblor. Um, so what was everyone's favorite character? Ooh. Why don't you start? Oh, I wasn't ready. Um, okay, oh, uh, uh, my favorite character is Roger uh, yeah. because I identify as Roger. Like even uh, even the stupid wood dick. Weird, weird, <laughs> weird ring around my dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you were made from manure and like Prince Albert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but I, I just like his approach because, uh, for example, like even when the captain was like, uh, I fucking like I hate you or something like that. He's like. And Liz was like, that guy sucks. And he's like, yep, he does. But I still like him. Yeah. He's just a... He's a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. You Sean. would want to be around Roger. I want to be friends with Roger. Sean, what, who's your favorite? Roger as well, for a lot of those same reasons. Um, I thought he was, ironically, the one with the most personality, even though he's this blank, yeah. blank slate That's of a character true, yeah. who kind of takes on aspects of other individuals. Um, but yeah, he had this really happy-go-lucky streak to him at the beginning, that he kind of lost as the series went on, yeah. which I guess was an interesting commentary on how war changes people. Doesn't that? Yeah. I mean, I always, when I was reading it, I that kind of character trait really concerns me when someone takes on the traits of the strongest person in the group, because I always think that person is the most likely to like adopt worldviews that are fundamentally atrocious. Yeah, they, yeah. they were they are the most willing to accept. Some hardline morality that's not with him. And I though, think that's not they play with him. Well. With him, him though, he was basically just created, so he's basically a child. Yeah, he is. Right. Like, that's so I like that part of the story line, so that makes sense. Well, but bit. he's picking like like Hellboy. Maybe I don't know. I don't know him well enough in the comics, but you know he kind of figures out his own morality, what's right and wrong. The captain, what's his name? I forget. This is, this yeah, is all a transition to tell us that you like the captain the best. No, I don't. Right? No, oh, okay. it's not. I think the thing I the thing I liked most about him was that he wanted to resign um, after what happened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, although stupid timing, like obviously. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a very humanizing moment for that character. I thought in general, I liked the captain <laughs> far more than I thought I would, given the type of archetype. Like, when he, like when he we want to make a rough as gruff. But yeah, I like that he was very engaged with talking to Liz. Like, it wasn't like a follow my orders or go fuck yourself. It's like, well, let's talk about this. I'm going to tell you this how it goes. It was a very, like, matter-of-fact way, which I thought was a very is good... Is that what you look for in a manager? Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 good, a really the good, good turn thing about the, the captain is always, like, someone will be like, help me! And he's always got to... Killing everybody, yeah. It happened, like, three <laughs> times. Yeah. That little girl is like, no. Boom, yeah. Um, uh, I... I think Black Flame was probably my favorite. Huh. Really? Because really? I like you do identify with the villains. I like <laughs> and getting sacrificed. I, I like characters <laughs> who get in over He's gonna marry next week. Right? And then they recognize kind of at the last minute that they're they've done something very I've wrong. I've made a huge mistake. Yeah. It's a good yeah, Dear it is like God. fun. Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. Thank God. Help and I've just been there so many times. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um my favorite, character, yeah. <laughs> my favorite character was that redheaded recruit that fought to the death against Aww. that one guy that killed everybody on that ship. I thought that was like an interesting story for no reason. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm into this, I guess. Yeah. But they don't really like, so now there's like one super frog and that's it. Or they were just that bad and they got killed by an easy to kill frog. Because they were like blowing them up in every other scene. Who's your favorite character? Oh, Nikki? I loved Roger. Yeah. Because like, no, Roger my, 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 is coming away is my the favorite, no, my favorite thing is, is like when he had that date with that goddess, he like had <laughs> wine with him and like in front of a statue. That was really, that was a good scene. That was really, really cute. That's like when I fell in love with him, I was like, oh, He's a really sympathetic sweet. character. Yeah, that's why yeah. you don't like him. Is that maybe true? No. Okay. I like sympathetic characters. So I'm actually surprised at how much they downplayed Abe Sapien over the course of this. Because I thought he was lead And his weird ghost affair that he was Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed that. It was so lot. strange. I loved it. Yeah. yeah. He's actually my favorite in this because... Um, Bitch, because that's you. That's right. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I identify with it the most because it's like, oh... I thought you were the sea witch. The woman who... <laughs> oh, my prettiest! <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Who's who? So you're Abe Sapien. I'll be Roger. 
you're all the frog people. You would definitely be our Liz, not just because you're female, but because you're also like that. On fire. fire. You're going to set things you're on, on fire. You're on fire currently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're that ice cold fire bitch. Yeah. Um, uh, who, well, I think you'd be Roger, actually. Really? Who do you no, think you'd be? Yeah. You're Black Flame. Roger's <laughs> Roger's like I'm infiltrating. You're that little. <laughs> yeah, Brent is general. You're definitely Daimyo. Yeah, there's no three of the frogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll be Johan. I think I. No, I think I you'd, think you'd be a Johan. So you just want Sean Lake to be everyone? Yeah, yeah. 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 You already got more One man team. I could be. You could be Johan. Yeah, I'll be Daimyo. I'll kill people. You're not Daimyo. Clark is Daimyo. Yeah. Clark is fucking Daimyo. Yeah. No, Clark is Clark is the Black Flame. Is he? <laughs> I don't have a. I'm trying to think of all the is other characters. He? Wait, Clark. We never looked into Wait, who the Black Flame. he's not here so right now. Clark What's is happening? Papa M. In my reading of this, I think the writers are very moralistic. Yeah. They've got they have there's some sense of something that's really objectively right and wrong. Yeah. yeah. And the characters are trying to figure it out. I think something that plays into it a lot is the nature of religion and how so many of the way that the religious are portrayed is easily falling into like particular moral traps. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, what do you think the nature of sin is in these storylines? Hmm. Who are the who are the evil people and what have they fundamentally done wrong? Um, for me, I think it kind of encapsulates someone like the Black Flame of trying to use forces that he doesn't understand completely or doesn't think of the consequences for his own personal gain uh, and realizes very quickly that he's made a terrible mistake and it's it, it consumes him. So arrogance is certainly one. Yeah. Um, there's a devotion, I think. Like idolatry. Are we are we talking mm. about like maybe the seven deadly sins, or are we talking? A no, little I bit think I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, there might be other. I think there might be other ways of framing the way the story thinks about sinning, because I think that the story isn't that isn't favorable to Roger just leaning into whatever person who is the strongest around. I think it, it dislikes people who worship things. Uh, without questioning them. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's the biggest commentary, yeah. Um, so Roger, like, because Liz is constantly concerned about Roger just being, like, following the captain around uh, and doing whatever he does. Well, following orders in general, because even she, like, ends up, that's why she fights with Daniel. It's like, we have a difference of opinion, we want to talk about it, but he's like, follow my orders, and she's like, no. That's and like I think there's a discomfort that leans into that about like the BPRD going from kind of an investigatory group that does Milit- some act some actions turning into a militaristic group. And I think there's a commentary that this is not necessarily a good thing, but it's a necessary thing. Well, you can see, I think all of them become more detached because I actually appreciated the epilogue to showcase her obviously like becoming far more detached from like, she just wants to work alone now. Like, yeah. That whole scene was like, I was surprised. I thought there was going to be With some level. Merciless. Yeah. I thought there was going to be some level of her like reacting to the fact that she got that soldier killed because she literally just like went downstairs. She's like, there's nothing here and then left. But like, she's the person running the mission. Yeah. And then she's like, where is everybody else? But instead they like turned it into like women doing it for themselves. And I was like, but this guy died because you just didn't go upstairs to check in on them. Right. Um, she has a weird arc. She's a little bit damsel in distress. In the beginning, it was making me very angry. Mm-hmm. Um, and she be she came into her own at the end, but yeah. at the very beginning, I, I guess it's maybe commenting on that. But like, it's it, it made me so angry at the very beginning, and I didn't like her character. Like you mean post her monastery visit? Or yeah, uh, okay. Uh, well, I think that... and also like a bunch of issues. She just literally got captured or something like that, and I was like, mm. come on, come on, we don't have to do come this on. We don't have to do this trope anymore. The fire is me. <laughs> yeah, what was that whole monastery thing? Like the guy well, who's, that's, yeah. that's got to be a continuation of a like a. Who uh, yeah. comes back at any point? I don't creatures? know. Um, this this guy right here. Yeah, I like, I like that, that she's guy. like. Yeah, uh, she sneaks up in her dreams on that uh, weird. Oh, and she just yeah. goes, "Hey, 
That was, like, yeah. You don't like this, do you? That was definitely great. I like that. There's a couple weird scenes. Uh, one I took a screenshot of because I loved it. Uh, also, the Nazi room is just such a crazy visual. Yeah. Just see someone like go into the Nazi room. Also, when Liz is like running. Sorry, and do she, you want to explain what you saw rather than just say, Nazi room was crazy, huh? I, I think I'll post it, but it's literally a Nazi room. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it more than there's a bunch of Nazi shit. Oh, like in Difficult People? Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly that. John Mulaney's secretly a That's Nazi. exactly what I thought of too when I read it. Yeah. Uh, no, well, one scene that I found uh, really amazing was when she's like, <laughs> she's like breathing and going crazy, and then she just storms in on him doing a weird back massage with the cupping oh, and stuff, and I was like, oh. And no, I like that he self-treats himself. Although like I did that. like afterward because the captain's like getting some weird cup massage. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, I guess I should have locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Clark's Harriet from yesterday. Uh, <laughs> you mean from two weeks ago? <laughs> <laughs> and also a little yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, at the wedding. <laughs> oh yes. Also last week. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Yes. Timing of this is so appropriate. It's uh, time is a construct, just like gender. Um, what other good things do we have to talk about? Frogs, am I right? Where are they? Who Ribbit. Are they? Uh, what was everyone's favorite storyline of all the little mini one-offs? From the very beginning? Yeah. yeah. From, the um, very, from both volumes. I would say for mine uh, was the very first one. With like the sort of the, uh, like the god... Um, what happened? Hollow Earth. That, Hollow there's Earth. a lot of Hollow guys Earth. in there. Hollow <laughs> Earth is my favorite. Because it brings Liz back. Hollow Earth. Oh, oh, oh that was really nice. That was a good front arc. Yeah, I think it, it opened it up really well. It, it's 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 by far the best one. I like conceptually the Lobster Johnston uh, storyline <laughs> mostly because I like oh, Lobster Johnston. Yeah. I like oh, yeah, I true. like I like pulpy characters, but I don't think the art and the story worked in the way that I wanted it to. I didn't know. I didn't realize his last name was Lobster uh, Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lobster Johnson lobster sounds Johnson. a little bit stupider than the lobster. Yeah. <laughs> My, I think I liked the the whole one on the the shark boat really stood out to me. I, yeah, from every, I, I, like, I just enjoyed that a lot, yeah. and I also liked that random psychic that he teamed up with. Like it was a good issue for oh, a. Yeah. What I the one I hated was another day at the office because literally nothing happened and I thought it was a shorter and that must have oh, been like a mini. They did their timesheets. We get it. No, it was just really weird. Like it was it was definitely less than a regular book. It must have been like a short story. Yeah, there was a, there was a lot of like little short stories they put in from. So Dark Horse had anthologies called Dark Horse Presents, mm. and then they would just like that makes that. sense. That one was that. so tiny; it was just like, "Up, oh, everybody's dead." There what, we go. What, what was it? It was literally like right before I think Plague of Frog started. It yeah. was like they. Go to a new city. There's supposed to be zombies, but then like it turns out that the guy there's like some random guy that's just wearing the guy's bones. It was just yeah, very wearing his bones around his neck. It just felt yeah. very weird. Like even from an anthology, series, was, though, to be it was just a guy wearing another guy's bones. Uh-huh. Oh, not it's a not, big deal. It's not a zombie. It's, it's just a man wearing bones. It's just a guy wearing just someone's bone collarbone. Just a bone man again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, my favorite was uh, I don't know if this is a one off, uh, but the Frog Girl. One. That was that really was a revival thing. Yeah. Oh, that was really crazy. Loved Did it, it bother you at all the way that like transforming into a frog changed over time? Oh, I thought yes. it was sexual. I loved it. Um, I not I just I answered to a question I didn't ask. Well, I, and, I, and I won't, and I refuse to answer. Um, I loved when. She just kissed the first lady, and she was so happy. Oh god! Oh, she comes out of the chair and then becomes a frog immediately. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, no, that was like so sad. I meant to do that. <laughs> Uh, no, the like that was like the sort of the tent revival stuff that I I find incredibly unsettling. It's super oh, creepy. Um, it creeps me out. I, I'm so un, I'm so sad that they're all the people who are like running it are mm-hmm. like can transform into frogs when they want, as opposed yeah. to being forced to being frogs. Like they don't You're have happy to, for them. No, I'm sad <laughs> for them because they're like. Do you know how that that trick works? Like an old, like the old yeah, woman yeah, yeah. standing out of the chair. What they do is they like see someone who's walking on a cane, and then they go, "Oh, would you like a wheelchair?" And then they give them a wheelchair, and then they wheel them up to the front. And it's someone who, who walks on a cane, uh, so they can walk a little bit. So they say, "Oh, just stand up, just stand up," and that person stands yeah. up and they walk. But also, wow. there's the build up. Yeah. You have so much adrenaline that you can walk better too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that on the David Copperfield is, special the other day. Right? It's yes, it is. It's uh, a shitty I had no trick. Idea that's how it's it works. that shittiest. 
fucking trick. But I, I'm annoyed that they get turned into frogs. And <laughs> like, also a shitty trick. Yeah, because they're like, because you want to be a frog. No, because they're like props, and I don't want people to be props. Thank you. Yeah, unless they want to be props. Treatment. <laughs> yes, sexual props. Yes. Sexual props. Yeah. Uh, what is it? The uh, the golden rule is. Fuck. Uh, is, oh, fuck. I'm gonna land. Yeah. Is yeah, yeah, that gonna land? <laughs> five seconds. I'll yeah. That crash landed actually. Yeah. What was your favorite arc? Um, I enjoyed the one up in Massachusetts with the witches. I thought it was a really well-developed arc and kind of was the first to bring in a lot of the commentary on religion and sin and, you know, what is too much devotion to a cause to the point where you're just ruining your own mission. Um, Masochism is the golden rule for sadists. That's it. There you have it. (laughs) I'm glad that. Yeah. I'm glad you interrupted Sean for that. Sorry, you were making a great point. (laughs) I don't know what story I liked. I didn't like any of them. You don't like any of the short stories? The Venice one is. I also like the Venice one. Venice one's kind of cool just because of the ending with Roger. Yeah, that's for sure probably my favorite one just because I remember the ending. But did he like date her or is he just like. No, because he he, he, like saw the statue when they were going down to like deal with her and then had the date later. So like he associated with the statue of whoever the fuck she was. Oh, okay. But it was cute. The, the, the goddess of sewer water? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sewer water and something. It was like so, pregnant something. Yeah, and, it, like, and then like Rome had a lot forced of Forced abortion. Like, it was Venice. really weird what the two things were. Uh, Rome, I meant the empire. Oh. Mm. Goddess of she sewers and protector of sexual intercourse yeah, and Yeah, part of the Roman empire. The foundational proto-Rome. <laughs> the greatest empire. Yeah. <laughs> the Etruscans. Um... It's not the not a short story, but I think the opening arc of Plague of Frogs is really well done. And oh, it got yeah, me really excited great. for like how you have this like very seemingly innocuous not innocuous, but like, you know, seems very contained and how it just fucking spreads like wildfire. Yeah. I enjoyed that as a kickoff to the actual like Plague of Frogs full storyline. Yeah. Alright, so in our last couple of minutes, mm-hmm. um, Who would you kiss? Yeah, which frog would you pick out? <laughs> yeah, oh, one of them turn into a prince. Yeah, <laughs> page five hundred and sixty of the second volume. You'll know who I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, how would you like to be turned into a frog? <laughs> <laughs> there is no page five hundred and sixty. You lied to me, Ryan Crawl. Um, I think I'd like to be one of those people who goes fucking crazy and then murders a bunch of people to carry that mushroom around. I mean, spoilers <laughs> alert for your wedding next weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Or last, last weekend, week, weekend, two weeks ago. Two weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> yes, time is an elusive concept. <laughs> to Kaylin, not to yeah. anyone else. <laughs> uh, I, I'd like to like just like trip and then fall on one and then be like, oh <laughs> shit, and then it uh, transforms. Wow. You you transform into a frog and you trip and then you break your neck and you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, I could have jumped off. It's like, yeah. yeah, kiss on the forehead and then, and then you fucking crack your skull on the ground. <laughs> yeah, you do a frat fall. They're like, they're like, I think you would have died Hey guys, way, isn't this funny? So. And then you just break your skull. <laughs> this party's so boring I could die. How would you like to be transformed? Into a frog? Yeah. Oof. Mm. Sounds awful. Yeah. And probably in a tent revival, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that seems like a fun one. That's most. Adam, answers. how would you like to be untransformed from a frog? <laughs> no, I would want to be that helicopter pilot that had to get transformed in the opening of Plague of Frogs, where they're like, "Don't look at this." I'm like, "They're gonna touch him," because like Abe and uh, Liz are like, "Don't, don't join them." And like, like what else could the guy do but just sit there and let him be touched and turn into a frog? Yeah. You'd like to be forced. Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? How are you turning into a frog? Um, yeah, I'd like to be nicely wrapped in a good frog tongue. Looks, looks oh. Oh, like swaddled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and the frog's just like, like the baby Jesus. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. You're going to be a frog. <laughs> I'm just making you into a frog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fight it. Nice. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. Yeah. Cool. So we've done volumes one and two. We're going to do three and four. Um... Check us out on Instagram and on Twitter. And on the other things. Yeah. We've been Homo Superior. Bye. Thanks, Nikki. And thanks, Sean. Yeah, you can find Sean on... 